Hey friends, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend Mia today. She is the queen of Instagram, if you ask me. Mia works with mama entrepreneurs to create an authentic Instagram presence that brings joy while building your business. Mia today is going to talk about how we can bring the joy back into social on Instagram. And did you know that Instagram has over 1 billion users? And so you have so much impact that you can create on this platform. And I cannot wait for Mia to show you just a few ways that it can help you not feel so overwhelmed on Instagram and to bring the joy back to connecting with your communities. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Hi, Mia. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you and for all of your Instagram wisdom because it is so good and I know you've helped me in the past and it has made my bio look so much more beautiful. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and tell us to start off a little bit about you and your journey into motherhood and becoming a business owner? Awesome. Well, first, I want to say I'm so glad I could help you. That makes me so happy to hear. I love when I'm able to actually give other mom entrepreneurs tangible advice that they can take away. So that is so awesome. Um, A little bit about me. Um, Like you said, my name is Mia. I currently live in sunny San Diego, California. Um, I am originally from Texas. I am a proud Texas native, Um, but we live here in California. My husband is active duty, um, so he is stationed here. We have a three-year-old little boy named Dresden, and as of this podcast recording, I am nine months pregnant with our second son, so he is supposed to come any day now. Yes, I'm so excited for the baby. Hopefully by the time this podcast airs, there will be a baby in your arms. Yay! (laughs) So I started my business back in 2018. Um, Really is when I started 
diving into the online world. I was working at a uh, corporate nine to five job. I, my husband was deployed. My son was getting sick all the time. He has chronic uh, breathing issues. And so I was just constantly trying to be there for my son while not getting fired from my job. And out of sheer desperation, I started freelancing as a virtual assistant. I had no clue what that was, um, but I was so desperate to make it work that it worked. And once I was in that online world, in that online space, I realized that my strengths were in my favorite platform, which is Instagram. So I was like, wait a second, I can use all this time that I spend on my phone and I can market that to other entrepreneurs. Um, so when I had that light bulb moment, I pivoted my services to becoming a social media manager. And that's when I realized that, you know, I had knowledge that other women could benefit from like things that I thought were basic knowledge, like using hashtags or geotagging your location, those small things that can make a huge difference. I realized other mom entrepreneurs didn't know. And so, um, in that same time frame, I realized that a lot of people hated showing up on Instagram because they couldn't figure it out. And so I wanted to help mom entrepreneurs stop hating Instagram. And that's when I founded the Social Joy Collective because I wanted to bring the joy back to social for mom entrepreneurs. Yes, I love that. And I can so relate for so long. Like if you scroll back, my Instagram is not very far back compared to many <laughs> others. Cause I was like, I don't get this. So I just didn't get on it for a long time until probably like Thatcher was born. And then I like knew that I was going to start a business. So I was like, I got to start making some type of presence. I just yeah. didn't know like what it was. And it is that Instagram has so many small nuances to mm -hmm. it that are super powerful. And if you know how to use them, right, they work. It's just sometimes as entrepreneurs, like we're, we love our product. And like you were saying, how people aren't in love with social media, which is okay. But then it's like, there's so many little pieces that you can use that really help propel your business. Totally. Totally. So tell me about, um, a little bit more. So when you became a virtual assistant, was your son home with you all the time and you were working or were you able to transition and he still went to daycare? I was able to uh, bring him home with me for a little bit. Um, I, right at the time that I gave in my two weeks notice at my nine to five, I had been freelancing on the side for about two months before I actually quit my nine to five. Um, and then when I quit my nine to five, I brought my son home. I would say probably for about four or five months, but my business grew to the point where I um, I couldn't give him the attention he needed. Um, my son is very active. Uh, I couldn't give him the attention he needed. And so with my business growing the way it was, um, we did end up putting him in daycare about a half day. Um, and then he's recently transitioned to full days just because he loves, like, he loves going to school. Like this whole coronavirus, I know at the time we we're filming, or recording this coronavirus is happening still. Um, but this whole thing has just affected him so much because he missed every day. He asked me, mommy, I just want to go to school. And I'm like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. <laughs> so oh, yeah, it, it's been a mix. Yeah. I feel that my oldest will be in kindergarten next year. And I jokingly told him, 
a couple of weeks ago, like maybe you won't go to kindergarten and mommy will just homeschool you. And he looked <laughs> at me in like all seriousness and was like, no, I'm going to school every day next year because I'm a big boy. And I was Aww. like, all right. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Now I know your feelings mom. on that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And him and I are like the exact same. And so we butt heads. We just don't. I'm not a good teacher to him when it comes uh, to school. I can relate. I've realized that what this whole coronavirus has taught me is that I do not want to be a homeschooling mom at this point in my life. Like, it's yeah. just not my strong suit, and I'm going to be okay with that. <laughs> yep, uh, that's what I've said. I was like, it is not my superpower. In college, I used to teach kids, and I was real good then, but in this season of life, it is not my superpower. Yep. And bless <laughs> their teachers. Exactly. Oh, well, let's transition into you telling us all your Instagram insights and goodies and wisdom. Awesome. Well, I wanted to bring, um, thinking about your audience and knowing that, you know, we're all moms trying to build businesses with little ones around the house. I really uh, wanted to just give five tips that will help your audience bring the joy back to their social as well. Um, and so the first thing I want to talk about is just taking some time to get really clear on who your ideal client is or who your ideal audience is. I really truly believe that this is a huge key component that a lot of mom entrepreneurs, um, they miss out on because when you're first starting a business, you want everyone to love you. You want everyone to buy your product. You want everyone to hear what you have to say. And I get that. But the reality is when you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And so mm -hmm. by taking just some time to really think about who's my ideal client, who's going to best benefit from my service, what are their pain points, what what brings them happiness, like what, what are they desiring out of life, and just getting, I mean, I'm with my ideal client, I get super crystal clear to the point that like, I write out like where she shops. I write out like what brands of clothing she buys. I give her a name. And so I get super clear on my ideal client. And so that way, um, when you're going to write your content, you're not writing for everyone out there. You're not trying to get everyone out there to buy your product or, you know, hire you for their services, you're just writing to that one person and you're speaking to them so clearly that they can't even help but be drawn in by you. And so, um, I think that is the foundation of an, a good Instagram marketing plan is knowing who your ideal content client is because your content will be centered around that person. And, um, you know, without, without knowing who your ideal client is, it's so easy for your, for your message to just get convoluted and, and all over the place. And so this will help give you clarity moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, um, after that, I, man, when I first, uh, started using Instagram for business, when I was making that shift, um, I, heard, you know, all those content creators out there saying, post every day, post every day, post every day, post multiple times a day, try to go viral, you know, and, and it just was overwhelming to me. So Instagram went from being this place that I loved and finding connections and, and all of that to 
almost just overwhelming. It was almost hard for me to even pick my phone up because I didn't post that day. I didn't post enough that day. I didn't go on my stories enough. And, and I, it became a point of almost guilt for me because, you know, here I was trying to navigate this new business, trying to navigate my son being home and Instagram was my business. And yet I felt guilty because I wasn't posting enough. And so as my business has grown and evolved over the last few years, I've really, really come to believe that it's so much more about posting quality versus quantity. Um, and I think that that brings immense amounts of relief to moms who are starting their business because we are moms. We are busy. We have a lot going on. There's probably a two-year-old tugging at us, you know, wanting to be fed for the millionth time that day, you know? Um, and so it's not about being on your phone all day, every day. It's about one, creating content that's going to be um, that's going to be directed towards your ideal client and, and for what they have to say, but it's about posting quality content. If you're just posting content for the sake of content, um, chances are it's just going to fall in deaf ears. Chances are it's just going to fall flat. Like, and then chances are you're going to burn yourself out in the process trying to do that. And so I firmly believe that it is so much more about quality versus quantity. Um, and doing what works for your lifestyle. If you can only post on your Instagram feed once or twice a week, then do that and make sure they're good posts. Um, I do believe showing up in your stories every day is important just because Instagram and really all of our social media is moving towards video, right? Like we mm -hmm. all want to see that visual aspect of things. I think for many of us, Instagram stories are the first place we go when we hop onto Instagram. And so by, by showing up in your Instagram stories, you're still staying front of mind in your ideal audiences. Um, you're staying front of mind in your ideal audiences perspective. Um, and then that's where they can get to know you and get to see like, okay, it doesn't have to, stories are not meant to be perfectly curated, right? Like, let's see the real, let's see what's going on. Um, and so Instagram stories are a little bit easier to do. And even then there are times where if I'm playing with my son and I want to capture that moment and put it on Instagram, I will take a picture or take a video, save it, and then I'll upload it to Instagram later. And then that way that allows me to still have such a good balance between being present, being with my son, but still creating content that allows me to show up consistently. Um, and so Instagram stories are a super, super easy way to do that. You don't have to do it in the moment. You know, you can just create those mm -hmm. videos, take those pictures and post them at the end of the night if you want to. Um, but I do believe stories are an everyday aspect while posting on your feed. Just do what works for you. And, and don't worry about well, you know, it's, you know, Sundays aren't an optimal time. If Sundays are the day where you get away and you can work and you can post that day, post on Sundays. Like what feels good for you? Do that. Because if it doesn't feel good for you, if it feels forced, if it feels strained, your audience is going to feel that too. If you're just posting because you have to, you know, you have to quote unquote post that day, your audience is going to feel that it's not going to resonate. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I can so relate to that. Um, and I even like, if people go back and look at my Instagram right now, like you can see like this massive gap 
almost like in weeks mm. because I was posting a ton and I was in a launch and when coronavirus hit, <clears throat> when coronavirus hit, I was so like, I'm going to be go, go, go full force. And I have all this time now because we're home and my husband's home to help me. And then like two weeks into it, I just wasn't really feeling it. And I was more enjoying getting to be home and spending like family time. And I just had nothing to say. And so I just didn't say anything. And, and it, even still right now, there's times where I just sit and the cursor is blinking and I'm like, I don't really know what to say. So I haven't said much right now other than like about the podcast launching. And I think it's just because my brain capacity can't come up with any more content. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is like, okay, but then I still did like you were saying, I was like, oh, good. I'm still posting in the stories at least yeah. once a day. Like, even if it's just the bubbles, like across the concrete that looks really pretty um, and just simple things, as long as you kind of just show up in some way, that's all that really matters. I really do believe that. And sometimes, especially in times like this, you know, I'm, I'm a firm, firm believer in making your, making your business work for you. And so, you know, in a time like this, where we're all experiencing these different levels of, I need, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, so, you know, I don't want to put necessarily names to it, but I feel like a lot of people are experiencing a lot of grief and anxiety and, mm -hmm. you know, in ways that we don't even realize are affecting us. And so if it's going to cause you more stress to, you know, have to create a post, then, you know, allow yourself the space to like step away from that and refill your own cup and then come back and be able to serve your audience in that way. Um, and like, like you mentioned, like posting on your stories, like, if you're able to show up in that way and still provide value to your audience, like that's a, such an easy way to do it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, even if it's not even providing value, it's just letting them have a look that you're not perfect. Yeah, totally. Um, Cause I know like yesterday I was like, here I am and all my hot mess glory. And one of my <laughs> and Turner in the background goes, you're not making any sense. Aww. <laughs> and I was like, and thanks, I thanks Turner. <laughs> I think we as mothers, especially are craving more and more of the real. We want to know that we're not alone and not having the perfectly curated Instagram home. We're not alone. And, you know, I, sometimes I will unfollow people because I watch their stories and I'm like, how are they up at five o'clock in the morning looking like they're ready to go to a photo shoot? All their kids are so well-dressed. Like my kid is wearing the same outfit that he's worn for the past week because I cannot get him to change. And so <laughs> I like, I will unfollow people if I start to feel less than or insecure because like it doesn't, it doesn't do me any good having those feelings. And so we as moms are craving more and more of like that real, that, that, that authentic factor to know that we're not alone. Like, you know, it's okay that we had, you know, a crying fest earlier that day. We're not alone in that. Uh -huh. Yes. Awesome. Well, the third thing is batching your content. And this is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Um, <clears throat> this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is, um, is not only, well, what do I post, but when am I going to find the time to create these posts? And so by batching your content, um, 
it's scientifically proven that you work better doing laser focused work on one thing versus trying to do multiple things at once. And so when you sit down to batch out your Instagram content, you're giving your mind and your head this space to just focus on creating content for whatever you're doing. So if it's an Instagram post or Instagram stories, you're allowing your mind to like get into that flow, get into that groove. Um, and for me, I do this every week on Sunday nights. I want to tell you about the new community that we have over on Facebook for the Busy Years podcast called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a place where you can come and connect with other like-minded women just like you who are in the busy years of motherhood that are chasing their dreams and looking for more. This is a place where you can come and share the amazing things that you're currently doing, get advice, ask questions, and get more information on the Busy Years podcast episodes. I'm going to be in there every now and again, teaching live, answering your questions. And I hope that this is a place where you can come and feel community in these busy years of motherhood. Come tired, leave inspired, my friends. Check out this episode's show notes for a link to the group or head to michellehagan.com slash podcast to get connected. Sundays are typically family days. And so um, after we wrap up the night, you know, my son goes to bed, I'll sit down with my um, content planner and I will just think about the week's content. How do I want to show up? What does my ideal audience need to hear right now? How are they feeling? Um, I usually, one of the things that I do is I have four to six content pillars. Right now it's, it's about four content pillars of subjects that I want to be known for, of things that I want to talk about. And so for example, like mom life is one of them and my mm -hmm. Instagram, right? And so um, I've only been posting like twice a week. And so one of them is about my mom life and one of them is about Instagram. And so when I'm sitting down, okay, what am I going to write about Instagram? What does my audience need to hear? And a lot of what I, you know, like yesterday's post, obviously this will be in the future, but my post yesterday was about content planning and how to create a content plan because that is what I see from my audience. That's what I'm hearing from them. They need to know how to create content. And so when I sit down, I'm okay, I'm going to write about my life as a mom and my experience as a mom. And you know, the second post that week will be about Instagram and it'll be maybe a frequently asked question. It'll be a how to, it'll be a tip or a trick. And so that will allow me, okay, when I'm sitting down to write my post, I've got two things that I want to talk about. And I just, you know, pound out a few posts for that week. And then when Friday comes along and I'm ready to post, I don't have to freak out because I don't have a post ready. I need to figure mm -hmm. out I have to post today. It's just there. It's ready to go. I can pull it and publish it. And then sometimes there, you know, there are days where I'll be sitting down to batch and I'll get three or four posts and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Like I'm on a roll here. And so if I'm only, you know, posting two or three times a week, that'll give me content for the next two weeks. And so mm -hmm. um, batching really gives you the space to just focus on that. And with that, I will say as a mom, if you have to schedule out your, your, with the times that you're going to batch and you have to schedule it out 
Don't try to do it at nine o'clock in the morning when your little ones are hungry. Don't try to do it in the middle of the day when you're exhausted from, you know, trying to get one kid to nap and the other kid to do their homework. Don't schedule it out then. Schedule it out for a time where, um, like, if you're like me, if you have family days, you've gotten your cup filled that day. Like you've been able to like pour into yourself, spend time with family, rejuvenate. And then my, you know, my son goes to bed and that's the perfect time because my cup's been filled. My son's in bed. He's, you know, I don't have to worry about him, um, coming up and interrupting me. Now I can use my cup being filled to pour into my, um, into my ideal audience. And so my tip for batching is do it at a time where you know that you're going to be most rejuvenated. Maybe it's Saturday morning. Maybe, you know, the weekends excite you and you love the weekend. So you do it an hour before everyone wakes up. Maybe it's Monday mornings. You love the fresh start, fresh week. Get up, get up an hour before your kids do get out some content. So schedule it around a time where you're not going to be frazzled because if you're trying to do it in the midst of chaos, it's just not going to work. You're just going to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. So um, scheduling out a time at least once a week to just create a few posts for the upcoming week will set you up for success and seriously take so much, so much pressure off. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I 100% agree with that. And it's even like having the time because there's plenty of times where I'm <laughs> We're trying to do something. I'm like, mommy just needs to get this post done. Just <laughs> you know, like, done that. Really, like really it could probably wait, you know, and it's just kind of having perspective around that. Um, but when you talk about batch scheduling, do you have a platform that you prefer? And is there a platform that's better for people who are on a business account and a platform that's better for people who are on a personal account? So I will be totally honest with you. I don't use platforms to push out my posts just because one of the things that I see is um, I try to engage as much as, pos as possible before and after I post. And so because I'm already making such a conscious effort to respond to all, all the comments on my last post, um, respond to all my DMs, I post and then I go out and I do more engaging. So because I make such a conscious effort to go in and engage before, and so I'll go in and answer all the comments on my previous post, I'll go in and answer all my DMs, then I'll post, and then I go out and I do more engagement. And so because I'm making such a conscious effort to do that, I don't have a scheduling, a scheduler that pushes anything out for me because I'm going to be on the platform anyway. So I might as well mm -hmm. manually push it out. I have heard mixed things about different platforms, some platforms, and even just, I want to say recently, I saw someone saying like, I've been using this tool and now it's punishing me. And so I don't know, like for me personally, I'm a huge advocate of manually posting so that you can take the time and engage with your community at that time. Again, it goes back to posting quality over quantity and, and that second point I made of posting during a time that works for you. And so um, if you're able to post during a time that works for you, spending just a few minutes or half an hour at the very least before or after that post or before and after that post will help you create that community um, instead of, you know, just finding it as like, oh, I, you know, finding it as like a, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like a burden. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's the pregnancy brain. It's okay. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. So instead of like finding it as a burden, like, oh, I have to post, just posting during a time that works for you to manually do it. Uh, yeah, manually do it. So I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't use any platforms to push out my posts. I will say I use plan P L A N N to look at the visual aspect of my feed to see, okay, does this post go along with like my colors and my vibe and my aesthetic? Um, and so I use plan for that, but I don't use it to actually push out my posts and I'm, I'm very different. I use Google Docs for my Instagram notes. Like I pull up a Google Doc, I write it all out there. I love Google Docs specifically because I can see the 2200 character count. So I tend to be a little long winded in my posts. Oh. And so I can use it to see, okay, at this point, like I'm not going to be able to put any emojis in here. So I need to cut it back mm -hmm. a little bit. So I use Google Doc. Um, to write out my posts, I use plan to look at the visual aspect, but then I post everything manually. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is such great advice. Cause I know even for me, I mean, I use Planoly, but hardly ever do I have it set and it goes without me being there. Right. Um, I more use it for the character count so that I can see and to space out my spaces of like my enters so that it's all looks aesthetically a little bit better but yeah. a lot of the times I then like set it to schedule and I'm sitting there waiting for it to go so that I can <laughs> jump in which now I'm like why am I doing that why don't I just schedule it myself but um yeah such good advice I think my fear around um third-party platforms is I've seen clients it hasn't happened to me but I've seen clients um be be um have like flags for third-party app integrations that aren't quote-unquote approved by instagram and so it just my fear is just that like i don't want anything to to interfere with my ability to show up on the platform mm -hmm. and so like you said if i'm going to be waiting around for something to post so i can go and engage i might as well just manually do it myself mm -hmm. yes so my fourth tip for mom entrepreneurs with kids at home trying to show up on Instagram is take the messy action. We get so caught up in trying to look perfect, be perfect, have the perfect message. You know, Instagram is a visual platform, yes, but you don't have to have everything perfect before you show up. You just have to show up. You just have to to do it. And this one is one that I see my students get so caught up on because like, and no one can force you to take the messy action, but you like, you can hear mm -hmm. it until you're blue in the face, but until you actually go and just hit post on your Instagram post, like no one is going to be able to, to, to do it for you. Um, and so it's just a mind block that you have to actively work to get rid of. Um, take the messy action, take the messy action. I can't say it enough times. Not every post is going to get the, the, and not every post is going to get like a resounding effect. You know, some posts might fall flat and you learn from that. Okay. My audience didn't resonate with that. Or maybe you post a picture and it didn't necessarily go with your aesthetic. Okay. You learn from that. You move on. The, the, the point is that you showed up. 
that you tried to serve mm-hmm. your community, that you were there for them. And I think more than ever, again, we're tired. We are so tired of just the perfectly curated feeds. We're tired of, you know, the filters and all of that. So, you know, it's okay if you show up without a filter every once in a while. That's something I've been making it a point to make on my own stories is like, I want so badly to just put that Paris filter on, you know, smooth out my skin. (laughs) But I've been making it a point to show up without a filter on my Instagram stories because I want other moms to know like, Hey, I'm imperfect too. And it's okay to show up in that, um, imperfectness. And so taking messy action, um, and, and just not being not stop trying to achieve the perfect, the perfect does not exist. And Mm -hmm. so, um, man, I think that one is, is just, It's one I see, like I said, my students grapple with. It's one I see other entrepreneurs grapple with, Um, but you just have to do it. And you do it again and again and again until it becomes so, until the uncomfortable becomes the comfortable, until you've gotten to the point where your messy action just becomes a part of who you are, because that's when, that's when you start to improve, you know, just like our babies, they don't walk the first time they take a step and they fall and they take a step and they fall. And then one day they're walking through four steps and then they're walking all by themselves, but you know, they're still bumping into walls, like little drunk people. Like that's Mm -hmm. how we have to be in our marketing. So, you know, we take a step and it might fall flat, but we get up and we take another step and then we learn from that. And then, you know, then we're taking three or four steps without falling, but you have to keep getting up and just pushing, pushing and trying and just showing up again and again. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think it's also, so like as a super creative person, cause I have an art background okay. that like, when I look at my feet, I'm like, Oh, but I want the colors and it doesn't stick out. Or like you look at someone else's or some people who are clearly chapters ahead of me in business yeah. and their Instagrams look beautiful. Or sometimes I'm like, Oh, well they have kids and and their Instagram looks pretty, but they've been doing this for like five years. And they've also taught their husband how to hold the camera. (laughs) Okay. Like, and if you go back through a, probably one of your favorite mom, Instagram people scroll back through their pictures were not pretty. And you will be able to see a shift where they shifted into being more of a business and it starts to get a little bit better, yeah. but it's not perfect. And then it slowly does get better because yeah. they learn how to take their own pictures or they finally have taught their husband or their husband finally listens to stop holding the camera down below my kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, to remember that, that like, just when you're starting out, no matter how much you look at other people's and their perfectly curated pictures or their clothes are all the same, well, it's because they've learned that like their clothes are only going to be in this certain color palette and that's the only clothes they ever wear. Yeah. And, and two, like they learn what works for them. They, and I mean, if you go through my feed, you'll see how many times I've pivoted from an aesthetic on my feed. Like I went from like, like two years ago, I was like doing all black and white pictures, like, you know, and then you go back to my early days when I didn't, you know, we use that one filter on everything. I don't even remember what that <laughs> filter's called, but we all used it. Like you can see, like, 
as I shifted in who I am as a person, my aesthetic shifted with me. And, you know, it, it's, it's true. Like you find what works for you. There are people who do love like that minimalistic look. And so their kids do have that minimalistic wardrobe. And then there are other people who don't, you know, they love bright colors. Um, and I do believe man, branding is a huge part of it. So like for me, my, my branding colors are pink and yellow and with dark green. So like I, if you look, whenever I show up on a podcast interview, whenever I show up um, to train or to do an Instagram masterclass, I'm always wearing my branding colors always like mm -hmm. I, that it, because it's a part of my business identity and I take on that identity. And so it helps too, that when I go to take pictures of my everyday life, I'm already wearing the colors that are a part of my brand, which helps my feed become more consistent. Well, and the last thing that I want to bring to your audience is just, man, just focus on building the relationships. I cannot stress this enough. Um, Instagram is with organic growth. Instagram is a long-term strategy. Unless you happen to go viral, it's, there's not an overnight success. Um, there's not an overnight success. I'm getting pregnancy brain again. Formula. Um, formula. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh you. Gosh. Don't worry. <laughs> this little baby needs to come out. <laughs> I need my brain back. Oh my Lord. You need your sleep, you need your sleep back. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. There's no magic overnight formula that will catapult you into success. It's about showing up consistently and connecting with your community. The trust of your community is so, so important with Instagram. Um, and so my biggest piece of advice to you is just focus on building relationships, finding and building a community that trusts you, that trusts each other, um, and really truly connecting with others that are your, like being intentional and in finding other women who are your ideal client and serving them before you try to sell them. Don't be the hey girl that pops into the DMs. Hey girl, I noticed that mm -hmm. and try to sell your product. Don't be that girl. Instead, like focus on engaging with their content, engaging with their stories. Um, and then, you know, really, truly magic does happen in the DMs. That's where the magic occurs. Mm -hmm. But you have to be building an active relationship before you even do that. Before you slide into the DMs, you have to be working on building that no like and trust factor. Um, but really, truly, that is, I... I'm so thankful for the women that I have connected with on Instagram. I mean, there are women that I talk to every single day and it all happened because we just happened to find each other on Instagram and we started having conversations in the DMS and, you know, and, and started building that relationship and like, holy moly, the, the amount of networking and the amount of connections that have come through those conversations, clients and sales, just from those conversations, it's mind blowing to me. And so I truly believe that in this new era of Instagram, knowing that, okay, this is a long-term organic strategy, building your community is, and, and establishing trust is more important now more than ever. Yes, 100%. And I, we could go down a whole rabbit hole about the DMs and selling, but that's a whole different thing because I have lots of thoughts on that. And I have 
so many people that direct message me, like literally follow me and then try to direct message me, sell me something. And I'm like, clearly you did not look at my profile and what I do, because this is not how you sell. And you're now trying to sell to a salesperson. I just had one lady follow me yesterday and she asked me, um, what my story was. And, um, you know, I, I talked to her a little bit, but then she asked me, I don't even remember, but I was like, Oh my goodness. If you had taken the time to just look through my Instagram profile, like simply just go to my page, you would be able to see some of the answers to the questions you're asking me. And so not that I'm opposed to you talking to me, like, no, please let's build relationships. But also I want to know that you care enough about building the relationship that you're also taking the time to get to know who I am. Last week, someone was calling me by my calling me by my wrong name and I'm like oh my goodness because my Instagram name is Mia Lauren so she kept calling me Lauren and I'm like that is not my name (laughs) go to my profile and you'll see that's not my name (laughs) yes oh man oh we could go on and on on this topic (laughs) we won't (laughs) so yeah just building relationships and coming from a place of you know, really just wanting to serve before you sell is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, such good tips and advice for mamas starting out. Okay. So if you were to hop onto an elevator with a mom and they said, Mia, why do I need to get on Instagram for my business? What would you say? Instagram is a huge market. There's over 1 billion users on the platform. It's a place where you can not only serve through your posts, but you can also connect with your audience through your stories and serve there. And so it's really this platform that can be tapped into and have a massive, massive impact because you're able to find your audience in such a niche way through hashtags, through accounts, other people follow things like that. Whereas Facebook or LinkedIn, it's a little bit harder to get super clear on or find your ideal client super easily. Mm -hmm. And so Instagram is just such an easy way to be able to hone in on your ideal client and find them through, like I said, hashtags or through other communities that are similar and things like that. And so, um, with over 1 billion users on the platform, it's a huge market. So it's a great way to build your business. Yes, I 100% agree. Okay, so if you had any advice that you could give a mama in the little years of motherhood, what would it be? Give yourself grace. I have struggled with this one and I just have found that in the moments of that I've found peace in balancing motherhood and my business, it's the moments when I give myself grace. It's when I say that it's okay to put my work aside to pay attention to my toddler who just really, really needs my attention right now. Um, It's okay to sometimes put my toddler in front of the TV because, you know, I need to get something done for a client. Um, Giving yourself grace to know that you are doing the best you can with the resources you have. Um, It's not about being perfect. It's about, I mean, that's why we started our own businesses, right? So we could call our own shots and serve our community. If we are pushing ourselves to the point where we're tired and stressed out and frazzled, we're not going to be able to serve 
our community, we're not going to be able to show up for our family. And so um, just allowing yourself to just have so much grace and just know that you are, you are a superwoman for building a business and raising a baby. Like you are an incredible human being. And sometimes good is, is enough, you know, done is better than perfect. Good is good enough. Mm-hmm. It's not about, um, it's not about being the best every single day and, you know, and just get having enough grace to recognize that. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one thing that is super hard because as women or people who are in business before kids, we could be the best or like strive to always be the best, or you could have unlimited time. And when you become a mom, it all shifts. Yeah. And to realize that it's okay. I mean, that's a life lesson you have to learn is it's okay to not always be the best, but to realize that what you're putting out there right now is the best that you can do, even if you don't feel like it could be the best. Absolutely. Because I, I mean, I think as any, probably any business owner, if we all had more time, we could make things way more beautiful. Things could be way bigger. We could have way more posts, more exposure, but showing up in the way that you can, like you've talked about this whole time and just showing up authentically is the most important thing. I completely agree. Yeah. Well, Mia, tell everyone where they can connect with you um, on Instagram, clearly, and where else you are. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram at Mrs. Mia Lauren. So M-R-S dot Mia, M-I-A Lauren. Um, that is my Instagram. Um, my website is www.thesocialjoycollective.com. And then I'm on Facebook. Um, with at the social joy collective as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. And I cannot wait to see that cute baby's face soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I hope that you guys love this episode and that you got some amazing Instagram tips that are going to help you just show up organically just as you are on Instagram. And in case you're wondering, Mia did have her baby just a few days after we recorded this episode. So head over to her Instagram to see some cute baby pictures. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. This episode's show notes and all past episode show notes can be found at michellehagan.com slash podcast. I would love to put a face to the listener. Come over and join me on Instagram at Michelle Ann Hagan, or you can join me in our private Facebook community just for the Busy Years podcast listeners called Hey Mama, Let's Connect. This is a community where you can dig in a little bit deeper to your dreams, share your dreams out loud with like-minded people, let people cheer you on in what you are currently doing to chase your dreams, and learn a little bit more about our episodes, and I'll even pop in there every once in a while to teach live. I can't wait to see you and meet you, my friends. Hey, Mama. Did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood. 
no matter how busy the years get.